Welcome back, everyone, to the Dialogue Options Podcast with your ever-faithful hosts, Joel McDonald, that is me, and my very, very good friend, Kyra Morrison. How are you doing, my good friend? Uh, pretty good. Pretty good. Getting there. It's been, yep. it's been a week, that's for sure. <laughs> yeah. It's been a week of just work and Zelda. Yeah, that's basically that's... been my life. Like, work during the day, come home, play Zelda till I go to sleep, rinse yep. and repeat. Yep. No, that's that's how my life's been. Um, I went to the zoo yesterday. That was kind of cool. Did they have Zelda? No, they didn't. But it was kind of like like wandering around some sort of... I kept thinking about Zelda while I was there. <laughs> Were there any Koroks to solve? Like any puzzles? <laughs> there wasn't, unfortunately. No, like random like... like blocks to move or like balloons to shoot or anything? They were like kind of, I, I guess they were like, you know, like kids puzzles they have there for like, you know, keep the kids entertained, keep them like interactive and things. There were those kind of things. And I almost went up and did some of them just because I felt that need. <laughs> the, but, d- um, the desire. Yeah. I was, apart from that, yeah. It was okay because like we spent the afternoon at the zoo and then we came home and then it was back to Zelda. And I don't even think I was playing. I think Ash was playing and I was just like, I'm just enjoying watching. Like, it's fine. Um, but yeah, because it's hard for me to play when she's around just because she's a lot further behind than I am but and I don't want to play it in front of her and I I just don't like normally I'd be like oh I'm not doing story stuff it's fine I'm just doing like side quests but even with this I'm just like you haven't been to these places yet I want you to like find them on your own and do it on your own and figure it out and find that magic yourself so yeah oh boy so apart from I have actually played a couple of things apart from Zelda, and it was only yesterday. Um, (laughs) Still counts. uh, Still counts. Still counts. So I might just touch on them briefly before we get back into Zelda, because I think we're going to touch. Well, not touch. We're going to we're going to dive back into Zelda pretty pretty hardcore this week. Um, But yeah, I I got a couple of mobile games last night. Um, I got a a notification about a game that the free on the App Store they do like a free game of the week. And it's like a showcase game, basically, where they're like, this game's really good and everyone should play it. So and it's like picked by the app store themselves. Uh, and this week is a game called Love You to Bits. Um, so Love You to Bits is a point-and-click adventure game uh, for like iOS, Android, and I think PC and Mac. Uh, it's on those platforms. Um, and basically, yeah, it's like a traditional point-and-click adventure. Um, the storyline... It starts off basically you're on a ship with your your little boy with your robot girlfriend, uh, but everything's going wrong basically. Oh, you're being attacked lovely. by people, yeah, like you're being attacked by other ships. And you're getting fired on, and it sort of basically teaches you the mechanics. It doesn't like you know force them down your throat, um, and it just sort of like you know it's pretty pretty simple to pick up. It's like touch here to to move. Then, like, it'll have an icon above something if you can interact with it. You interact with it, you pick it up or move a switch or whatever. Um, so, basic point-and-click adventure stuff. Um, and, yeah, basically what happens is you, after you figured out the controls, you're about to activate your warp drive and the ship gets, like, basically blown open and your robot girlfriend gets blown to bits, as the title suggests, um, and scattered across the galaxy. Uh so you set out on a quest to retrieve your your robot girlfriend's pieces and put her back together. Um, so each world you get, like each stage, you get a new you get a new part of her back. Um, and then in each stage, it's um, you've got like two other little collectibles you can you can pick up. And if you find those, they unlock like little memories. It's very it's very Zelda like it like you unlock 
little tiny cartoons of stuff that's happened and related to that piece that you've found. Um, and they're adorable and heartbreaking and really, really cute. Uh, and I think every like three levels you get, like there's a, there's a quote unquote level that's, um, basically just like a little comic. It's like a, a big comic and you just like, you can read through it and it sort of gives you backstory of how they met. Um, and yeah, I won't go into too much about it because if if you have like a, a like an iOS device, I don't know if it's on like it's on sale or cheap on Android or free on Android at the moment as well. Um, but if you've got an I, iOS I device, find out. Yeah, yeah, definitely look it up because it's it's really fun. It's a really interesting little game. Um, the little memories, the art style, like the the way they're animated, it's like they're hand drawn sort of like by like a small child and they reminded me a lot of the cutscenes from Binding of Isaac except nowhere near as fucked up because um, <laughs> that game is messed up oh yeah uh, but yeah so it's it's really cool um, it, it, there's, it doesn't do anything new to the genre of point and click adventures it's um it's pretty basic but it's really fun and the storyline is simple enough yet I want to know more. I want to know what happens if I get get all the pieces back together or or why things happened the way that they met and stuff like that. Um and it's it's really cool. The art style is really colourful. Um it's it, it almost looks like I guess a mix between something like Binding of Isaac and um maybe like Tearaway. Interesting. Like that sort of like cut out shapes of things. It's that that sort of very it's hard to describe like what it really looks like it when you see it you go oh it's it's very bright and colorful and cartoony but it's not cartoony if that makes sense it's not over the top cartoony stylized yeah it's it's a really cool game i like that all the um the 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 character designs are really awesome um each of the worlds has been really different right there was one that was on uh like a round planet basically and instead of walking across like a flat plane to like solve the puzzles you walked around kind of like Mario Galaxy style um and then you solved the puzzles that way which was kind of cool um there was another one I've done that was like it was set out like a comic panel and you actually walked when you walked like if you climbed down a ladder or went through a door it had like transition panels that would show you walking through a corridor and then you get to the next room which would be like the panel down the bottom um yeah it's really weird sort of stuff like that um but like I said, I, I think normally it's about $4.50 Australian on the App Store at least. Um, it looks like it's got quite a bit of content there. I think they've just released a little bit more content, which I think they said was wrapping up the story. Um, or it, the, 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 the content update that's coming is going to wrap up the story. So they're, they're, planning, they're finishing up this, the, the whole story of what's happening, um, or they already have just recently. Uh, I didn't, I should even look up who, who made it. I was going to say, um, sadly, I've tried, I'm trying, I searched on the, on the Play Store and nothing came up under Love You Two Bits. Oh, okay. That's, like, I mean, well, it's if it's their website that it was, if, it, if it's a smaller game, maybe it hasn't. If, yeah. If it, do you know the developer by any chance Let to put you on you. the spot? I'm just looking up the, uh, it's by Alike and Patty. I think it's. They're the two different names that I can see on the page. It's a very basic uh, web page. We may never know, Joel. Hmm. Like, I mean, I think. Yeah, alike. Like, uh, like, uh, as in, like, alike. 
A-L-I-K-E. They're a Spanish developer located oh, in Barcelona. Interesting. Yeah, I can't I can't find it in the Play Store. Uh, and the, the, they used to work for Tiny Thief. I don't know who they are. Uh, okay. They did... Okay, yeah, they they did like that was for ah uh, I think I have seen this game. It was another like very similar game, like a an, like a point and click adventure, same similar art style and things as well. I remember seeing that game and I was sort of interested in it, but I never played it. Um, but yeah, this sort of looks like a bit of a um, natural progression of that spiritual successor. Mm, yeah, no, it's it's definitely worth a look if you can, if you can track it down anywhere or, or have a look. It's it's it. It says on their website, coming 2016 to Android, PC, and Mac. So maybe they haven't released it on there yet. I don't know. Maybe. Um, I, again, like, I do think the store is still regioned. Uh, okay. Some, uh, yeah, because so there, there are some things that I'll look up, like, and I'm like, I want to play this game, but all my friends are playing. And it'll be like, oh, sorry, it's not available in your <laughs> region. I'm like, what? Mm. <clears throat> That's the other thing, too. I, I read this, uh, like, I've talked about it before, this, uh, like, blog like mobile gaming blog called touch arcade um and they're really good they do like what's coming out on the app store each week like on like just as it's just been released and things like that um they also like talk about games that have been soft launch um and sometimes it's it's soft launch and they'll say where it's soft launch but i'll just double check the app store and it's like oh it's soft launch in australia as well (laughs) um so like i'll jump in and have a look at that as well which is good but yeah, same sort of thing. Other times it'll be like soft launch in Australia, and I'll try and find it. I'm like, that game doesn't exist on my app store. <laughs> it's not there. Mm. But um, yeah, no, Love You to Bits is really cool. Um, I've I've played very little of it. Um, and like not very little. I've played probably about an hour or two of it. Um, so I, I think it's got a little bit of longevity in it. I don't think it's going to be super long. Um, but it's good. The, the each level doesn't really take at base level doesn't take very long to solve. You can sort of get so it's good for that bite-sized mobile gaming um, play style. I mean, essentially, that's good. It's important, I think, that mobile games do remember that they're meant to be played, sort of like that. Mm, absolutely, yeah. No, it's why I haven't played a lot of like you know big games. Like I've played games on my phone for hours on hours on hours on end. Um, but I think Crashlands, the game I played last year called Crashlands, uh, was sort of the exception to that rule. But that's also on Steam. Um, that game's it's like don't starve with the storyline and actual progression um which is awesome if you've never played crashlands oh my god go and look it up that ate up like a good three or four weeks of my life and a lot of my phone battery um i was playing that while we were in sydney last year for rtx i was like downloaded before we went to sydney um but yeah no love you to bits is really great so go and check it out uh the other game i've been playing is a game called pin out um now, Pinout I saw released a, a, a little while ago now, um, and I sort of read about it, and I'm like, oh, it kind of seems interesting, um, and then I sort of, I was like, fuck it, I've, I I felt like playing some sort of pinball game last night, I was like, oh, I'm going to give it a go, because um, I'm weird, I like pinball games that actually have some sort of progression to them, um, and those games do exist, weirdly enough. <laughs> um, there are so many games out there that doesn't surprise me. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, no, it's uh, there's a couple actually coming out later this year. There's there's one coming out later this year that's like a platformer that's like got pinball mechanics. Um, it's coming to the Switch, I think. I Did I, say that I one, can't. Maybe? I I'm can't sure. back you up there because I don't know what I the game remember. 
Yeah, I can't remember what it's called here. That's really bad. It might be it might be coming to mobile. Anyway, there's a game coming out later this year that I'm interested in. I'm sure if it comes out, I'll be reminded of it and I'll play it and talk about it here. But um, this game, Pinout, it's visually, if you look at it, it's like if Tron had a baby with a pinball machine, it'd be this game. Um, and because it, it's all like very like neon, like glow, bright cut, like bright neon pinks and purples and, and reds and things. Um, but it's pinball, but instead of having like, just like a set table, it, you sort of work your way up, um, through, I guess, levels. There's like stages. I did actually hit like the stage cap today, which I think is eight. Um, and then there's, you unlock it like an infinite mode after that. You see how far you can go. Um, it's really, really cool because it's the way it works is that you start with like a hundred seconds and then you try and work your way up. And if you get to like a, the next level or checkpoint, it saves your time, like how much time you've got left there. So you can come back and play on from like, say, checkpoint two or checkpoint four and go, oh, I had a better like I got further, but like when I start this checkpoint, I've only got 20 seconds. So I'm going to drop back to this one where I had like 80. So I've got a little bit more time up my sleeve. Um, you pick up little pallets that are around the map as well because there's different like lanes you can try and aim for. Uh, and if you pick up those, they give you like one second of time. There's also little power-ups. Uh, there are things like you can like skip part of the stage and move ahead or it could double the amount of time you get from your little time pallets. Um, or you can slow down time or there's one way it's called um, push where you just sort of instead of you hit the... Because the way it's controlled is you just touch the left side and it activates the left bumpers and right side activates the right bumpers. But with this one, you just touch, and it'll slow down time and bring up, like, a like an arcing meter, and you can sort of aim your shot, and you see you've got, like, a limited amount of use you can use that for. Um, yeah, it's it's really fun. Like, I've had a lot of fun with that. Uh, just I, It'll be a game I'll find myself just coming back to when I've got, like, 10 minutes to kill and just be like, oh, I'm just going to play some of this pin out and just see how far, if I can get a better time or whatever. Um, there's also a little little mini games as well so at certain points you'll activate a little mini game and the way they play out is like if you've played a pinball machine you know when you activate sometimes in pinball machines they have like mini games in them and they appear on the little top screen like all pixelated oh, yep. yep yeah so they play out like that okay um and there's one that they're pretty basic there's one that's like just like a like a lane changer race game where you got to try and see how far you can get uh there's one that's like basically flappy bird where you're dodging missiles in like an oh, like a spaceship bird. yeah yeah uh, and you collect your little points there. Uh, the other one, there's a... What's the other one? Oh, it's like asteroids. So your ship's in the middle of the screen, in the little the, the screen that you see, and you touch left to sort of spin left and right to spin right, and you're constantly firing, and there's asteroids coming at you, and you've got to shoot all the asteroids. Um, the cool thing about that is, though, your score, that, or however many points you get in that minigame, translates to time in the actual pinball game. So it, it's sort of it's, it's worth seeking those out and trying to get those because then if you're pretty good at a particular game, you can sort of like rack up a few more points. That way, you're going to get more time to finish the level and maybe do, get a better score. It's um, a great way to encourage you to actually engage with them, at least. Yeah, exactly. Because I was wondering about it at first. I'm like, why are these here? They just seem like tacked on. And then I realized I was like, ah, oh, okay, there is a reason for this because it is a gameplay mechanic within the game. So, um. The the other thing I want to talk about with Pinout is uh, much the, it is very Tron like like visually it also has a very Tron like soundtrack. Um, the soundtrack is awesome. Like each stage has a different soundtrack, like a different song. Um, 
and some of them some of them have lyrics as well like there's like i looked in the credits it's just some guy that's made it i'm gonna look it up and see if i can find anything if, if he's done anything noticeable or um or whether i can get this soundtrack because i actually just listened to it it's very like like very tron legacy it's like daft punk's tron legacy soundtrack um it's like really sort of like pulsing and 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 electronic and it's so good uh, and really i i rarely play with the sound on on my or games with the sound on, on my phone this one i was like no nah, i've got to have the soundtrack on for this because it's really good uh but yeah it's free to play so like you download it and you can play it as much as you want but to unlock the ability to play from checkpoints like i said before it's like four dollars fifty so again it's one of those things where it's like here's the game but to unlock like the rest of the game or the, the you know a certain feature of the game it's like a one-time in-app purchase you go bang you essentially have bought the game now uh which I, i've said multiple times i think that is a great way to do free to play um it's just like an extended demo of your game uh but it's really good it's on the it's on the app store i i'm not sure if it's on android i can't confirm that uh i'll have a look again just live mm, also okay. yep. do you remember did you figure out the composer for the for the game I've, I've, I looked just out of curiosity, out of sheer curiosity, I typed in Pinout into Spotify. Okay. And I got an album by Douglas Holmquist. Holmquist. Oh, it is. Oh, that's well, him. It's on the Spotify. <laughs> Fuck. I'm just going to... Live saving on the... On... <laughs> Damn. There's a game it's called... really good. There's a game called Pinout on... Is it... It's by, by Mediocre? Looks very Tronny when I'm looking at, so I'm going to say it is. I'm pretty sure it's mediocre. Is that? Yep. Cool. That, that's it, it. That's the it one. It is on. It is on Android. I might check that out. Actually, it sounds pretty neat. It's good. It's it's a good little time killer game. Um, and yeah, like like I said, the visuals of it all and the soundtrack is. Excellent. See, I'm a sucker for uh, visuals and soundtrack. Like that'll get me into yeah. almost anything. Yeah, and it's like it's cool. It's actually sort of made me a little bit better at pinball because normally I'm just shit at pinball. I just smash the the bumpers. Um, but you I'm can't, like, okay, you can't I, smash your expensive phone. Yeah, well, exactly. Yeah, that's it. Uh, but like, I kind of get like I I get like how like where the ball sits on the on the bumper now to hit it to to try and arc it in the right spot. Now I'm sort of like learning how to play pinball, which is cool. Um, so what you're saying is you're a pinball. You'll be a pinball master soon. We can take you down to sim pin- pinball wizard. Yeah. Well, yeah. I wasn't going to say that, but sure. Well, you want so you'll you'll be a pinball wizard soon, is what you're saying. Yeah. Yeah, I will be who uh, the who we're singing about. <laughs> we'll check back later in the year, Joel. We'll see how you're going. But ever since I was a young, no, never mind. Um, but yeah, that's all I've been playing this week, apart from the obvious Legend of Zelda: Breath of the Wild. So, should we get stuck into that one and talk a little bit more about that? Yeah, we should, and we should probably preface this discussion. Yes. Uh, we will be going into some some more spoilerish territory. Mm. So as you, as you can imagine, we've like we've had it for over a week now, and we've been playing it pretty. I'll tell you what, nonstop. Because uh, I because uh, the uh, I think it's nine days I've been playing. I've had the game for now, so oh God. like that's how long I've had the game for. So that means that the actual activity tracker has unlocked on it on the Switch. Oh. So now I know exactly how many hours I've played, and it's it's a lot. I've played a lot of hours of Zelda. Oh. Played about one hundred and fifteen, apparently. 115 115 hours or more I, can't, I must says. I must be at like I would I I would take a stab and say I'd be around about 50 or 60 I reckon so cuz 
Yeah. Basically, like, yeah, there's going to be some spoilers. And if you don't want to have anything spoiled, I'd probably recommend skipping 10, 15 minutes ahead and just see what we're talking about. We, we'll, we'll try to not spoil too much directly, but I'm probably going to talk about some things that you might not want to yeah. know about if you haven't played the game yeah. yet. Just saying. Just Absolutely. I mean, like, there. we were pretty reserved for a couple of reasons in that last week's episode. I mean, we, we'd only um, had it for, like, a day, for starters. We'd only had it for, like, a day by the time when we recorded that, and it also, we were also being sort of respectful, because it is a type of game where you, you really... If you are interested in playing it, you really should go out and play and it. And as as Australians, like, we did get it before a lot of America as well. Like, we had the, the Switch true. for a good 12 or so hours before they even got their hands on it. And with Amazon yeah, stuffing exactly. up so many orders as well, so... Oh, yeah. It's to be a bit, a bit uh, fair. It's, like, it, it is a game that, like, I mean, if you've got a Wii U and, like, you're not planning on buying a Switch till later on the year, get the Wii U version buy it on if Wii you U, really just want to play Zelda. Do it. It, just buy it. It is so fucking phenomenal it's worth it. it's, it's worth fishing out your gamepad dusting it off and and taking a trip into hyrule because it's so good absolutely but anyway it's absolutely worth it so yeah just yes. skip forward maybe 10 15 see what we're chatting about again we'll try not to go yeah. too long yeah exactly we'll try to keep it around um, that long like 15 minutes ish that sounds good i think that that's what we'll try and keep ourselves nice and reserved and and um i'll tell you what i'll start a stopwatch Start a stopwatch? All right, cool. We're serious. All right, ready? We're taking this seriously when I find a stopwatch on my phone, which <laughs> which I have now found. So I'm going to start this it is, now. This is a very techno- technology-based episode. I mean, All right, cool. We're going. We're going. All right. So, I don't know. Where do you want to start? There's a few things I want to talk about. Oh, I just... Yeah, I, there's, there's so much. There's so should many we, things. Should we start with, with stories? Since this... Yeah, I think it's a good idea because it, the, the storyline in this game... It was one of the things that sort of like we when we first saw this game like kicking around we were like ah oh, I don't know like everything else looked exciting it was like open world Zelda this it, the visually it looked really cool um, the gameplay mechanics looked really cool they didn't really touch much on the story and I'm so glad I'm so glad they did it's true because they, it's very special this this storyline and I think the other thing that's interesting about the story is when they did touch upon it like when they presented the trailers. Mm. Uh, I didn't, it, it hasn't, it hasn't really sunk into me until like a, probably a few days ago. And I was like, a lot of the trailers are basically all the memories, which granted is where a lot of the yeah. voice acting happens. But basically exactly. if you want to be technical, like there's no real spoilers in there. Like, yeah, exactly. They're, they're like, trailers of a story, but when you play the game has already happened and you're in the aftermath of it, which I think is pretty cool. And the thing is, you know, you're probably, unless you're really pedantic, you're not going to find those memories in order. Oh, heck no. <laughs> either. So, like, it's, you're not going to get those in order anyway. So, it, it, it's, all, the, the storyline, essentially, when you're, when you're getting all these, re- recovering all these memories is, is, um, uh, presented out of order anyway. Yeah. So, like, it, it's sort of similar, like, and the way that they, I mean, we saw it when that, that trailer where it was like, was that, was that the Deku Tree? <laughs> yeah. Was that the Deku Tree? I was like, oh shit! Like, but even that moment, like when you get to that in the game, is still like, yeah, and awesome. This is so good. Man, um, seeing the Deku Tree was so good. Yeah, that was I. I I let out like I was home by myself. I let out like an audible gasp to myself. I was like, oh, oh my god, so good. Um, it's it's fucking. I just I can't. I was saying to you before, and I've said this to a lot of people. It it is when I'm talking about it to like maybe people who don't normally aren't super like 
into games like we do, but do play video games and have played like Zelda in the past. They might have played Ocarina or whatever. Um, the way I describe it to them is like this: it, it, there's something about it that every time I boot up that game, I think surely this game can't. I, I feel like I'm comfortable. I've been, I've settled into this game now. Um, I I know what to expect from here on out, and then it'll just throw another curveball, and it's like, all right, you think you know it, it's all good. What's that? Uh, what's that dragon flying around in the sky? What is that dragon flying? What? When I, when I, There's dragons. When I first saw my drag, the first dragon, it was um, Farosh down in the Farron Woods yep. area, and I yeah. and I didn't see him at first. I just got hit by approximately one hundred balls of lightning, <laughs> and I was just like, "What the hell was that?" And I flipped the camera around, and then this huge dragon just sailed past. I was like, "Ah, oh, cool. On on your way. See you later, dude." Don't know what your deal is, but I do not want any part of that. None of that. That was the same for me. Like, I think I was at uh, Lake Hylia. I was, like, hunting... I can't even remember why I was there. I th- oh, no, I'd just done the shrine that was there, that's in the middle of Lake Hylia. Oh, yeah, and you come back out. And, and I was you, coming out. You basically come out of that shrine, like, up to ground level. When yep. you get to the water level, like, that's basically where Farosh just dives in, and you're like, oh, cool. Exactly. Fantastic. And it's like... It was night time, which is when he spawns. And I, I think I climbed out of the water and I went up onto the bridge. And I was like looking around and I like happened to look. I was like, oh, yeah, cool. Looking at checking out the vistas. And it's like turn around to my left and I'm like, what the actual fuck is that? There's this giant electric dragon flying through the air. And I'm like, do I, do I, is it going to attack me? It's okay. It's not attacking me. I'm just going to, it's going to run away now. And, uh, and then eventually I found out what they were for, and I was like, ah, oh, okay. That's the thing. I, um, I also like the way the dragon sort of sort of serve as a nod to, like, classic Zelda as well by, like, you know, the Shrine of Power, Wisdom, and Courage. Yeah. I was like, that's awesome. Triforce is not, not, not going to end there. Like, because the Triforce imagery hasn't been huge in this game. No, like, no, no. I've seen yeah, the Triforce actually. emblem, but it hasn't really been been talked about heaps which is interesting. Yeah. Yeah. And I think you're right like having that little nod to it with the with those those uh the springs of whatever. Um so I've done two of those. I haven't finished the third one yet, which is the spring of power, I think. Oh, that's the northern done one. courage and wisdom. Yeah, yeah, with um Dinash. Yeah, someone like that. Sounds D. Yeah. He yeah. was he was um, the worst for me cuz I was just trying to get him to spawn and it took forever. <laughs> That's the problem. I like. I've been to the spring. Like I know. I, I'm like. Like. Oh, bring me one of the scales. I'm like. Okay. Cool. And I'm like. Oh, I think he spawns up around this area. I'm like <laughs> up there. And I'm waiting at night time. I was like wandering around. I'm like. He's not here. <laughs> Fuck. Yeah. Come on. And then next minute, Farage comes in. I'm like, no, get out. <laughs> Fuck off, Farage. Wrong, wrong dragon. I've dealt with you. Wrong dragon. I've dealt with you. It was like. It was like the uh, the the lamb in the Simpsons, where like the, they see the lamb at the the, the petting zoo. Yeah. I'm like, oh, and then there's like the smaller baby lamb, and then that little lamb tries to come in. And I'm like, no, get out of the way. It was like that. I was like, no, fuck off, Farosh. I've dealt with you. Yeah, wrong dragon. Um, I think the the my favorite of the ones that I've done is the the wisdom one on the top of the mountain. That one was cool. I think that was meant to be the first one you did. It, I he wasn't the first yeah. dragon I saw, but he was the first one I I saved. But because he had like oh, the little okay. like calamity corruption on him as well. Yeah, yeah, and like having to like use his wind gusts to like fly up around him and yeah. then fire him to try and get him to to try and hit all these like weak points. It was really cool. It just there was uh, and like it's like that that again 
that soft piano music, just like that music playing in the background. It was just like, oh my god, this game is so good. So, so yeah, like story and world is just a plus. Like, oh yeah. The other, the other big thing I want to talk about, and this is why I was like, oh, yeah, if you if you don't want to spoil, don't listen. Is uh, I want to talk about how this game is officially, I'm I, for me at least, the best use of the Master Sword to date. Like, oh. 100%. The way that oh boy. the the game just lets the Master Sword exist as like this mythical item that is out there in the world. Like you can go and yep. find it the second that game starts. Uh-huh. Uh, and when you find it, like when I walked, because I, I accidentally found the place where it was, which, you know what, since we're, uh. we're play, doing spoiler stuff, like it's in the Lost Woods. Yep, absolutely. It's in the Lost Woods, so it's very much immediately a callback to A Link to the Past. Uh, when I, I cause and then and then follows it up with a bit of a, a, a callback to um, Ocarina of yeah, Time as yeah, well, yeah, the, the Deacon yeah. Tree, yep. Uh, and how to get there as well, like you, you get the it's like the Lost Woods where you get if you don't take the right turn, you get sent back to the sun. Exactly, so good. When I like, because I had no idea where it was, and I mean, obviously because of the trailers, I knew it was going to be in some sort of forest, so I was just. But I, I'd, I'd been like checking all the forest to the south, going, I don't, I don't see it anywhere. There's nothing here that's thick enough. And I was coming yep. down from the Goron stuff, like up on Death Mountain, mm-hmm. and I saw this like weird sort of misty forest, and I saw this and the, like the almost, almost cherry blossom, like the pink leaves of a huge tree sticking out of it. I'm like, no, I'm that's sus. I'm going over there. I need to check that out. And then I just I, I stumbled through the Lost Woods because I was like, no, the Lost Woods are here. This is this is definitely connected. And then when like when you come through and you see the Master Sword just sitting there, you're like. Up, oh, beautiful! Like round of applause. Oh. You've done it. Oh. Go up and try to pull it out, and like I love that it drains your hearts when you try to draw that it. Is the fucking best. Just to like, make sure you have you're enough worth. hearts. Like just you, you've got to be worthy. You've got to be worthy of that master sword. Oh, because I love that, and I love that all the Koroks that are around it are like, we're pretty sure it's you, but like just in case. Like, yeah, like when you first we're gonna make- when you first draw it and the, you bait, you nearly die and the Digger Tree goes, stop. <laughs> yeah, it's like, I've saved you this time, but from now on, if you do that again and you're not strong enough, uh, you're dead. Just so we're clear, he's not lying because I tried again nope. afterwards and I died. <laughs> yeah, oh, 100%. I went and did, because you have to do the three trials as well. Yeah. Um, and I, I, I did those and I was like, all right, great, cool. Um, and I went back, tried it again, and I was just, I think I was like one heart off. And I'm like, because I, I got to like the last part, I'm like, this is it, this is it, this is it. And I'm like, I've got like a quarter of a heart left, and I'm dead. Um, it's It was so good. Like it, it, like, it reminded me so much of when I when you get the Master Sword in like the original Legend of Zelda. Right. Where it's just, oh, if I, I can't remember exactly, but it's guarded, it's like near a waterfall in like, it's like north of Death Mountain. Mm-hmm. And because it's the NES game, like there's no, as far as I'm aware, there's no strict d- directions to get there. There might be hints, yeah. but like I just remember when I when I first found that sword, and you've got to beat one of the Lionels up there, and he's a he's an asshole with your rubbish sword, and you find that glorious pale white sword, and you're like, oh, this is this is special. Mm-hmm. And uh, I also love that the Master Sword also is a callback to the classic Zeldas, like because I was like, I wonder if you can throw the Master Sword. You know, it's a unique weapon. I haven't tried haven't that you? yet. No. Uh, well, think back to what would happen in in older Zelda's when you had full health. 
I was going to say, is it, uh, that is exactly what I thought. Yeah. When I, I had a thought about it today. I'm like, I should try throwing this. And then I got sidetracked by about a thousand other things because that's what this game yeah, is. Yeah, absolutely. Um, uh, and then I forgot about it. But yeah, I was wondering. That was my exact thought. Yeah, so it, it does like a little projectile. And I was like, amazing, oh. amazing, beautiful. Oh, that's so cool. It's just, yeah. It's so cool. I've never... And the other the other thing to, to notice about the, the Master Sword... Is, which I think a lot of people were worried about when they found out that weapon degradation was going to be in this game. Oh yeah, have you um, have you been swinging around a lot? Uh, I I know what happens. Okay, like I sort of, that I, I sort of gathered when like I think the Deku tree describes it to you when you get it, and he's like, eh, if you keep you keep fucking around with it, it's gonna it's gonna run out of power. And I'm like, okay, cool. And then like it ran out. Of, it was like, oh, your master sword's out of power. And I'm like, all right. And I went to the menu. It had like a timer. And I'm like, this is good. That's this fine. Is clever. Like, I mean, obviously, if I couldn't have a master sword break on you, no, of course, that would be ridiculous. So, because I mean, I like the, the the legendary weapons you get from, like finishing the, I guess, dungeons. The, the, uh, we'll the... talk about the dungeons after this. Yeah, we got, we got like about the, like the... four minutes left. <laughs> okay, cool. All right, but the legendary weapons you get from there, they can break, but you can get them remade. Mm. Yeah, so, like if, like, if you I'm take like, like that... a, a base weapon and then a bunch of components, they can rebuild it for mm. you. Which is cool. I like that. There's like because they are like they're not amazing weapons, but they are good enough to go. Oh yeah, I would like to have Man, one of those back. I think that Gorom one was pretty good. The... I haven't got the Gorom. Oh okay, so I haven't got yet. Go get it. <laughs> yeah, that's that's I'm doing it again. Sidetracked, side quests, fetch quests. I and I love the fact that this game is. There's so many fetch quests and so many things in them, but they're done with such personality and like every time you go to do one, you end up finding something else that you would not have found had you just ignored that side quest. Um, and, like, you might not get much for completing the side quest. Uh, you, like, you might get, like, a couple of rupees here or there, or you might get, I don't know, some extra materials to use or whatever. But, like, on the way, you, you were like, oh, cool, I found that tower I've been looking for. Oh, cool, I found that shrine I, that, that was around that area that I hadn't really found out yet. Um, so there is reason to go and do them. And, like, I, I, I don't feel bored going and doing side quests in this game. Oh, absolutely not. There's always... It doesn't feel like a grind. There's always something from point yeah. A to point B that makes me go, oh, what's that? And there'll be like a Korok or I'll find a shrine or there'll be mm-hmm. an interesting NPC to talk to or a chest to lift out of the ground or something like that. There's yeah, always there's like always a, something a little there. something to interact with, which is very cool. Yeah. But we should talk that... dungeons. Yes. Uh, I've done all four of them. I know you've still got one to do and I won't spoil that one I've for got you. One left. But That's okay. I don't, I don't like to draw comparisons too much, but I don't think they're as good as some of the other dungeons in the Zelda franchise. No, but uh, I do love the extra layer they add to it with how you interact with all of them. Yes, which is great. Yes. Like I love that, and it took me so long to figure yeah, me that out too. when I did my first one. I was like, "Why is this not working? Why can I not progress further in this?" Um, and it was, I think it was because it was like. It was when we were on party chat and I couldn't figure it out. That's where I was. I was doing the Zora, uh, Zora's domain oh, one. Oh yeah. I was doing the um, Mitha's the elephant. Uh, the elephant. <laughs> the elephant. Yeah. Um, yeah. And I was like, I, I don't get this. I'm not. This is not working. Why? Why is this giant wheel not moving? And then like I put it down. Woke up the next day and then I went to the menu to look. Like went to the map to look and it was like change levels. I was like, oh, I can't get it. Yeah. Um, it's. That honestly makes up for a lot of the stuff that I don't like about the dungeons. Yeah. I don't like 
I kind of don't like that. A lot of the dungeons I've been doing, I've been in and out in like 30, 40 minutes a lot of the time. Yeah, I kind of miss those it, deep dive dungeons like Twilight Princess. You'd go into a dungeon and be like, well, settle in. There's about probably an hour and a half of content here. We're going to be here for yeah, a little exactly. bit. Yeah, exactly. And it, it, it usually filled with enemies as well. Yeah. These ones are pretty sparsely just, filled with just enemies. Just guardians, basically. Sometimes um, like little, the little cursed skulls flying around. Oh, yeah. And you just get rid of the Ganon's corruption mm. and they fuck off. And you're like, yeah, piss off. Um, no keys. I, like it's sort of instead you just got to find these five terminals to access the... Uh, boss yeah they're they're all the same basically yeah. um it, like it's still they're still really good and i still really like them but it, it's probably one of the weaker parts of the game i think yeah um, that's fair if you had to if you had to like go to my head pick a weak part of the game i would probably say the divine beasts are but getting into the divine beasts is always really cool absolutely like, and they're still not completely without merit like again the interacting not- is cool like tilting the actual dungeon around to accomplish mm-hmm. your goal is cool i just feel like they were all sort of short and when we've already got like 120 shrines to cover the short burst puzzle stuff like i wouldn't have mind yeah. the dungeons being a bit longer a bit meatier i would i would have liked one to be a little bit more combat combat faced instead of uh, base yeah. instead of puzzle based like you know it was like a like a like a trials dungeon where you're like I've, I'm gonna have to like armor up and get through this one. Absolutely. But the rest of them, I'm like, oh, I haven't got many weapons. I'm, I'm not gonna really need them until the boss fight of each of, of them. Yeah. Um, we... Which were not really much of a problem except for one of them that kicked my ass up and down the halls for yeah, about an hour. I, so. I know the exact one you mean. We are mm-hmm. over our 15 minute mark, Joel. Oh, okay. All right. Should we do wrap up comments now? We should. Okay. So you, you go first. There's only one thing I want to say that's a wrap up, and it's not a spoiler. Okay, I I just I the game makes me so happy when I'm not playing it. I'm thinking about playing it. I enjoy talking about it with people who have played the game or haven't played the game or do not play video games. It is just, I think, in my my opinion, it's my favorite Zelda game I've ever played, hands down. Um, and it's I think probably one of my favorite games of all time. It's definitely up there. It's just, it is a masterpiece of, of game design and the way you interact with that world is perfect. I, I honestly really agree. I love the way it sort of, uh, Nintendo took a while to make their own sort of open world game, but I think now they've mm-hmm. just strolled in and done it. They've not, probably not perfected it, but despite having a lot of the things that I criticize Ubisoft games for, like towers and heaps of shit to do, I yep. like that the stuff only really appears on the map once you've done it. Like, when you zoom that map out, it's not cluttered with, like, little objective markers yeah. going, go here to get this magic note, so you can go here to do this assassination. It's just like, no. Like, you do, there, there, you do a shrine, then it pops up. You get a Korok, then it pops up. Yep. And there's a lot of personality about, about yep. it as well. Like, the, everything feels original each time you do it, even if it's the same thing over and over again. Which I feel like Watch Dogs 2 did as well. So I think Ubisoft are on the, on the right track. Yeah, they're starting to get get get, get up there. But there. Um, well, the last thing I'm going to say, and again, it's not a spoiler. Mm. It, it's it, it might even get you a little bit more excited. But okay, we discussed it a little bit before we recorded. But if you if you follow me on Twitter, I mm. I went to Hyrule Castle. Oh boy! And I won't spoil anything, but anything about that experience. But holy shit! Like that that feels like the culmination of that game. Like when you go in there, oh. I, I had chills with some of the, with some of the, like just some music that was playing and like the experience oh. of like climbing up high like getting through the area like even if like 
take some time, Joel, to just go spelunking in Hyrule Castle tomorrow. Oh, I will. I, w- I think I might have to. You don't have to go to Ganon. Like, you can go in there. It's really tough, and it's full of guardians. But there's there's some nifty things in there to find, some some amazing music to listen to, oh, and boy. some cool environments. Because that's the thing. I, I didn't even... Th- I, w- I was saying to this to you before... Um, I didn't even think about that. I was like, all right, I'm going to, I've got one more divine beast to do. And then it's pretty much, you know, I'm going to have to fight Ganon. And it's going to be the end of the game. Oh, well, you know, it's, I, I've spent a lot of time in this game. It's only been like, you know, nine days, but like, I've spent a lot of time in this game. I feel like I've got my money's worth out of it. I'll be happy. But I didn't even, when you said that, I was like, holy shit. I actually didn't even think that, that it's not going to be that there's, there's more stuff there. Absolutely. There's, and I've already got a side quest there that I've had since the start of the game that I yeah. need to go there for. So that's what sent me there. I went there looking for a memory and a side quest that was just talking about like some cool gear. It's like some a cool shield and stuff. I'm like, oh, I want that. And mm. like when I went there to get it, I kind of dug a little bit deeper. I found like a classic Zelda item, which I now have at all times. Oh, and boy. just, yeah, that you, it, you really feel just the heavy how heavy it is like ganon one guys like hyrule castle is trashed everything is everything's destroyed fucked. and it has been fucked for a hundred yeah. years like it's just the it feels like a more mature zelda game as well like if you were younger you could still play this game and, and you'd still enjoy it at base level but there, like there is so much like there is heavy emotional stuff in this game that is very 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 good um the last thing i'm going to say though is that you were saying about how you think nintendo have finally got their their head around how they're doing open world games does this get you more excited for say mario odyssey a little bit but i still i i'm still not 100 sold on that as a full like huge open world game i think yeah. i really hope what they mean is like the open world sections will be like mario 64 like where the world's yeah. large but hey well i guess we'll see eve 3 we'll we'll see more of that absolutely I, yeah. i'll tell you what but, i'm not against the idea after zelda yeah same i agree i think that's yeah something to look forward to and maybe hopefully that, that they're going to take a step in that direction with maybe put the mario spin on it uh cool all right we need to stop talking about zelda otherwise we'll go on again for a million years <laughs> uh, i'm sure um, look, i'm sure it'll come up again once we both finish it oh yeah like I think we might we might we might even do like a like a short spoilery cast about it maybe. I think we should do like a separate episode. We should we'll do a, a separate episode maybe just like a, like a forty five minute one or something. Zelda chat. Yeah, Zelda chat. Let's do that. I think we should do that once we both finish the game. Done. Look forward to that. You can hold us to it, audience. I mean, I'll talk about Zelda again. <laughs> oh, me too. There's so much more, no but, I, but I didn't say because I didn't want to risk spoiling stuff. Like, I didn't want to go over the time limit, which that we went over anyway. But yeah, it doesn't. Yeah. <laughs> we, we, I think um, we did pretty good. We did. We were very restrained. I'm very proud of us. Uh, all right, let's get into some news. I mean, not that there was much this week. I think everything, most of the news this week has just been like, this is how many switches were sold in the first week in the US. I mean, how many switches were we sold could, in the UK? We could briefly touch on that. Like, it's doing pretty mm. well. It's doing well. Early um, day signs are good for Switch. And everyone's like, oh, yeah, but... And everyone's like, oh, like you know, Legend of Zelda's selling, like, like crazy bonkers. And everyone's like, oh, yeah, but it's the only game one... Yeah, but it's also on another system that already exists. Yeah, so that's like, also accounting for up. some of its figures. Not heaps, but... Yeah. And some. it also hasn't been the top of the, the charts either. I mean, Horizon Zero Dawn has been kicking ass. Yeah, so, I mean, like, when you're selling a game to a huge install base, it's probably going to happen, so... 
Yeah, exactly. So it's you know I think it's it's a good sign for things, um, and we've got we've still got stuff coming out in the next few months. I mean, like by the time we're done with that, and like we're probably you know into other things, we'll have like Mario Kart for it. Mate, we've got, we've, got, we've got a Splatoon two global test fire in a couple of weeks. That's oh, soon, isn't it? Yeah. Oh boy. Um, but yeah, I think I think it's a it's a good thing. I just I hope we're not. I really hope we're not you know, eating our own words in 12 months' time. And we're like, well, it's a Switch 2. I mean, it's a Wii U 2, but... Uh, I don't think so. Like, just looking at, at this first so. 12 months alone, like, it's got the Wii U beat. I think it's I think it's what the Wii U should have been, and I think it's a, it's a nice happy medium ground between what the Wii was and the Wii it's, U was. It's, no, it's not a coincidence that, like, the big franchises basically stepped back from the Wii U in the last two mm. years of its lifespan. That's definitely, that's definitely not an accident. Yeah, uh, or you know, for the, the last million years in some other franchises that we won't go don't, into. Don't say it, Joel. Yeah, Karen, come on, E three, it's going to happen. I... Nintendo's Nintendo Direct starts with it, or no, one more thing. I'm I'm not I'm not see. ready to believe it yet. <laughs> oh, I, I I'm I'm being very wishful by thinking that. Um, cool. Uh, well, speaking of the Switch, our first news story has to do with the Switch, and maybe not a super positive Switch no. story, though. Uh, so, do you want to take this one? Sure. Uh, so, Rhyme, the... I don't know what... People have been saying, like, the Wind Waker-esque, sort of Ico-esque game that's yeah. coming out. Like, it's an indie title, I'm pretty sure, by the sounds of it. It got cancelled for ages. Yeah, it's kind of, it kind of just went Cause it was off a, the radar. It was supposed to be a Microsoft exclusive, I think. Yes. And then Microsoft dropped it, and they were like, oh, no, we don't want like any Microsoft. part of this. Yeah, and then they were like, the the developers were like, well, we're still going to make this game. We're, we're free of the contract from Microsoft, but we're going to release it for everything now. So, Which is also worth mentioning that uh, the Switch version is actually being made by Tantalus in Melbourne. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. I just read that. I literally just read that. That's great. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, like, so it got dated. Well, I'm not sure if it's got a solid release date. I think it's got a vague it's one. A, yeah, it's like August, maybe? Yeah, winterish, I think, for us. So, June to August sort of time frame. Uh, so, it's coming out for if you buy it on the other platforms that aren't the Switch platform, which is, I think, PS4. Mm-hmm. Is it Xbox One still? I'm not sure. It's not listed in there. But anyway, I wouldn't be surprised if it's not. The other platforms you can get it for fifty nine ninety five, which you know, it it seems steep, but it looks like a game that's got a lot of. It's gonna have a bit of content. It looks like they've put some care into it, but mm. the uh, the Switch version costs seventy nine ninety five. Yeah. Okay. Now I right. I get that it's getting a physical release, so yep. a physical and one fine sell it for seventy nine ninety five. But to be fair, that box art is pretty fucking it spectacular. Is. Honestly, it's I'll probably really pretty. I'll buy a physical. Yeah, me too. I don't see why the digital is though. Oh, but that's the same. That's this whole thing. Like when you see other places like JB and sometimes EB are selling. It's not happening as much now, but selling physical copies for cheaper than the digital ones. It's like you get it for it's like all right, I understand for a digital cop uh, for a physical copy, I'm paying for the box and the cartridge and all all the all the disc or whatever. I'm paying for all that physical stuff, but like I'm not paying. I don't care if you lump in a whole bunch of like pre-order exclusive bonuses and shit like that. I don't care about that. Why is the game itself more expensive? Yeah, um, I mean. I guess you could you could argue that 
Switch version is basically a console and portable game at the same time. I still yeah. don't know if that, you know, holds much water for me. It's just weird, like, because it doesn't, like, no sort of explanation was really given. Yeah. For the it's, increased price. It was just like, yeah, it's coming to the Switch for $79.99. <laughs> it's, what? Sorry, what was that part? $79.99? Yeah. That, that's $20 more. Come on. Like, really? Sorry. And again, like, I don't like holding up a game and going, this game is worth this, this much money. Like, I don't like that. It's no, It no. always feels weird, but you can't help but really look at it when it's going to be fifty nine ninety five on the other platforms, and here we are as Switch owners playing an extra 20 bucks. Yeah, exactly. And that's the thing, like, it, when everyone's out there, this is not going to do much for the people that are like, oh, there's no content for the Switch, and even if there is, it's like a million dollars. It's like... This would have been a good opportunity to go. Hey, that game. Hey, Xbox owners, remember that game that you were promised that you're going to get as an exclusive? It's on the Switch now, and it's like fifty bucks. Like, and it's, it's portable and hand, like home console at the same time. Yeah, exactly. I feel like it's again. Maybe it's out of their hands. I don't quite know. It's really weird. It's like a like a Nintendo tax, maybe or something. I, I don't. don't know. Yeah, I hate to think of it like that. It would suck if that's what it is. It, but, like, there's part of you that goes, oh, I wouldn't be surprised. Yeah, I mean... It, that's, as again, a that, business, Nintendo don't aren't the greatest as a business, like, if you think about it that way. As innovators and, like, not, not even innovators, I but, mean, like, I, as, you could, as... You could argue as a business they're even better. Because as, oh, as a true. business, making money is your primary goal. Well, that is true, yeah, I guess, yeah. Consumer-friendly is the area where they... Are sort of falling behind. At less transparent, maybe would yeah. They're not really up with the times. In. No, 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 no. But I mean, we don't really know. That's the problem. Well, the problem is that it costs I mean, twenty bucks extra. Exactly, and I actually don't know much about the game. I've heard, I, like I've seen a couple of screenshots I re- I here. And I need to watch the trailer. Yeah, looking at the trailer because it's it looks mm. really cool. It's on my radar, and I'll probably buy it. And again, I'll buy physical just because. I, I prefer it, honestly. Yeah, and, and that box art looks. Really it does. Cool. It looks gorgeous. It looks gorgeous. Really but tw- twenty bucks extra digital is a bit yeah, bit questionable. Yeah, it's rough. Hope, oh, hope again's good though. Excited. For the I game. hope so too. I really hope so too. And the fact that uh, a Melbourne company's doing the the switch port. Yeah, that's a, that's awesome. another reason why I definitely want to pick it up. Like mm-hmm. Tantalus, surprisingly pretty close to Nintendo. Like. They even they made that yeah. Twilight Princess HD port that came out on oh, Wii U. They did too. What else? They did something else recently they as well. It was also really cool. did the old Wii U port of Mass Effect Three. I'm pretty sure. Oh, that's right. Which yeah, okay. So who knows what other ports they might be working on for Nintendo? Yeah, and I mean, like Melbourne seems to be like having a bit of a resurgence as like you know the games capital of Australia. I guess like a lot. Of, there's a lot of those big indie games. Um, that you see like coming out, you sort of like watch a trailer and you're like, that looks really great. You look it up and it's like Melbourne based studio, blah, blah, blah. You're like, Oh wow. That's awesome. Like that. Did you watch that trailer that I put in our, our group conversation the other day, Kyron? No, I ne- did. Necro Barista. I haven't. Yet. I highly recommend you look that up. Cause I feel like you will love Can it. Can I be honest? Like it looks cool, but I sort of rolled my eyes a bit when they were criticizing anime. Just, yeah, just because look, I get their criticisms, but guess what? Like anime is anime. <laughs> I, yeah, I get it. I get it. But like, I yeah, when you re- I read the article and I was like, okay, I, I see where they're coming from. But I watched the trailer. And I'm like, fuck, this looks good. Uh, there's a game called, but very briefly, there's a game called uh, Necro Barista. 
It's by a Melbourne-based company. It's like an anime-esque, like, visual novel, persona kind of vibe game. Um, it's all 3D models as well and, like, 3D spaces you can walk around in. Um, and it's set in Melbourne, in, a, a like, a cafe in Melbourne. Very and it's cool. Basically, it's basically about, like, a cafe where people come to have their one last cup of coffee before they die. Um, that's the general premise of the game. And I was like, this sounds awesome. It's only coming to PC at this stage, and my laptop will probably not run it. Um, <laughs> so I'm really probably not going to get to play it anytime soon, but I'm excited for it. Um, but yeah, there's a lot of like, in the mobile space especially, there's so many, so many uh, different games and stuff like that that are coming out. And they're like walking around that indie section at um, at, uh, at PAX. Like, you know, there's a lot of made in Melbourne signs. Oh, absolutely. Which is really cool, which is great. Cool. Oh, I didn't figure this out very well, Karen. This is your next one to take as well for the next story. <laughs> oh, silly me. Joel, after after those screenshots came out about the the new screen of Kingdom Hearts 3 and the Final Fantasy, Final Fantasy 7 remake, there were questions. Not really mm-hmm. about not not really about Kingdom Hearts, like it looked like Kingdom Hearts. Albeit like Unreal Engine, a little bit strangely realistic as far as a Sora yeah. design goes. And that's still that's a whole different conversation. Yep. About Yo, about yeah. how Kingdom Hearts is going with this new style. But importantly, the, the seven remake one had some had some interesting things, like Cloud was in cover, the guard scorpion showed up and people were like, oh, but Nomura hadn't really said anything. Tetsuya Nomura has now... He was interviewed by Famitsu recently. And uh, mm-hmm. Jamatsu... Jamatsu, I guess you would pronounce it. Jamatsu. 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 Yeah, had a, sure. Had, a, had, a, had some translations for it. And mm-hmm. there's not a huge deal of information in here. Uh, basically, mm. he confirms that the combat will be action-based, not command-based, which presumably means expect for 15 combat to sort of be what yeah. drives this game, which I don't think anyone's surprised by. No, God, no. I, and I think that's, a, in my eyes, I think that's a good thing because that system, I didn't play a lot of that game, but like that system was really fun. Yeah, exactly. It still had that element of strategy to it, like, you know, like figuring out when to use your link strikes and all that kind of thing as well, and like dashing around the place. Um, and when the combat but, worked, it felt really good. Yeah, absolutely. So I presume absolutely. like you'll see a lot of that in the 7 remake. But uh, he talks about the cover action, which is basically there because the game's got a stealth element, which 15 also had. Wasn't great, if I'm being honest. No, but, uh, no, it wasn't. But stealth wasn't really 100% necessary in that game. But it sounds like in this, again, which makes sense in world, like there are points in 7 when you're infiltrating areas, like for example at the start of 7, when you're busting mm. into the reactor. It sounds like you'll be able to actually use stealth to get in which is cool okay but you can also cool. straight up fight the enemies because again for the sake of realism and it's a modern rpg random encounters sound like they're gone yeah but like i, I obviously there's going to be people walking around yeah, exactly that you which bump is into yeah which is why the cover system's there so you want to I, I hope it works better than the um the bases in 15 i'm not sure if you ever did any of those no, I don't think I did. Oh, when I was like, okay, we've got to be stealthy in here, knocked, and I'm just like, oh, yeah, but I can just, no. I can just warp strike that guy. Vroom, yeah, dead, yeah, vroom, I, dead. Yeah, yeah. Like, it's, what's there's no this, threat here. Like, this is much more efficient. Yeah. yeah, like, who cares about stealth when I can just do this? So I'm, yeah. I'm kind of hoping they maybe stealth's more important, but who knows? Like, clouds, 
a pretty big badass even at the start of seven. So I'm not sure if he's going to care about a few bullets. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and it seems like 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 in terms of like Barrett, it sounds like might have some sort of like shooting abilities, like maybe like a third person shooter style, even maybe. Yeah, I mean, Namora does also talk about the guard scorpion, which if you played seven, yeah. is, is the first boss, and he's he's not too bad, except for when he raises yeah. that tail. Don't, oh, yeah. don't attack him when he raises that tail. That's when she gets real. It's bad. Yeah. Uh, so Nomura basically, he says that we'll be able to switch. Like, you'll be able to switch in that battle. Presumably that will extend to, to the rest of combat and won't be exclusive to that. That would be weird. Yeah. But, to sort of introduce something at the start and be like, you can never do this again. Enjoy that. Yeah, so, uh, so it will give you a ranged option, which again makes sense because some enemies, even in 7, you had to be... There's a particular boss fight when you're fighting on an elevator and you had to only range attacks and magic could be used to hit it. So mm. I, I won't, I'm I, not surprised that this is an option. I, w- I was wondering yeah. if you better switch because you couldn't in 15 and not that I didn't want to play as Noct. But, yeah. And I guess Noct could also equip a variety of weapons so it was like playing as the other guys. Yeah, essentially, yeah, yeah. It was, well, it's, it's kind of like, I guess... Like in persona, like everyone else has only got one persona, but you can sort of like mix and match with yeah. different ones that you've got. So, yeah. Um, but yeah, so you'll, you'll be able to switch as well by the sounds of it to suit what cool. what you need to do. Uh, also, he mentions the guard scorpion will demonstrate behavior that wasn't in the original version. So, I'm interested to see what that means. Again, the game isn't. It's the game seven is like twenty years old now, and yeah. if you want to play seven. It exists. It exists on multiple platforms yeah, you now can, as well. You can yeah. play it on nearly anything. My phone yep. can play seven now. Exactly. Yeah. So I am, I'm cautious about it, but I'm completely okay with them just going, "Hey, what if we did this?" Like, screw it. And it and sounds like, like this part's to... gonna be really flashy and ridiculous. Yeah. <laughs> and not to relate it back to Zelda again, but I mean, that's what Nintendo have done with Zelda, and it it paid off. They've, they broke that formula of, like, you go, first you go to this dungeon, you get this item, then you go to this dungeon, then you get this item. And it's like, here's the world, go. Everyone's like, what? Is this a Zelda game? Like, yeah. Yeah, trust us. There's there's Zelda. Zelda's still in there. There's, that, that, it's there's also Zelda that you all know this and other stuff. Yeah, there's also there's other cool stuff. We've, we've this ain't your granddad Zelda. Um, <laughs> and I feel like, yeah, th- 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 that's maybe what they're going for in this as well. Because, I mean, honestly... If you got the 7 Remake and it was the exact same game, just with, like, all these visuals and everything else, like, you'd be happy. But after a while, you'd be like, I kind of wish they'd done something a little bit different. Absolutely. Yeah. It's, it's, it's exciting. And there is that, that that reason to be cautious as well about it. But, I mean, it's a good thing. I think that's going to be really exciting. And for someone like me who's played most of 7, hasn't actually finished it, but... Like knows most of what happens. Um, this would be. Uh, I'm excited to jump back into this. Yeah, Namora also does comment on the things that people had spied in screenshots, and mm. he's not willing to comment on them. Like, for example, ATB techniques and materia mm. and all that. What a surprise! He's got some. He's not willing to comment. Yeah, he's like, no, I don't want to talk about that. It's like, okay, I, I'm not surprised at all. Really, it's amazing no, that you've, you've mentioned this. Like, but. It's this makes it feel more real, Joel. Like yeah, seeing seeing screenshots, you're like, well, you know, you could you could make that in no time these days. But to hear like exactly 
how it's going to work, like, sort of mechanically. Like, oh, there's a game. They're building a game. There's a game being made somewhere that's a remake of Seven. And yep. it exists, and we're probably going to see it in about five years. Yeah. Part one. Well, how you, we'll who knows? We might, we might see something at E3. You would, you would you know. think... You would hope, hope so. You would cross your so. fingers that there's something in E3. At, but I'd... You'll get either that or you'll get Kingdom Hearts 3. You won't get both. you get one or the other. And that's all you'll get. <laughs> I And I don't know which one's further in development, honestly. <laughs> that's yeah, the sad it's part. Hard, it's hard to tell because they, they haven't said anything, which I guess is good. We'll come back to maybe that could relate into our a topic a little bit later on. But um, yeah, it's probably a good thing. But it's also a little frustrating. Where it's like, can we just know a little bit more, please? Just... Uh, little bit more of a tease. I guess what this was. That's what this was. Yeah, exactly. Like, this is them going, here's a, here's a little bit more information. This should hopefully hold like, you over until we're ready to speak again. But again... Legitimately a little bit. Who knows? Again, hopefully E3 will be there. It skipped last E3, and it skipped PSX and TGS and all of that. Mm. So hopefully Sony's going to bring it. Hopefully Sony's like, come on, Square. Give us something. Give us a new trailer. Please. That would be good. I hope so. Like... Would be I'm ready to see more of this game. Yeah, but again, it's nice to hear mechanics. It's nice to hear that stuff is happening. I know a lot of people won't be a fan of like the action-based combat because I know that people did have issues with 15. And I completely understand that. It's not perfect. Sometimes the combat in that game was really bad. Mm-hmm. But there are also some amazing times that I just... that Things clicked. And I just loved yeah. it. And I fell into the fell in love with that combat at times, but it was hit and miss. Yep. But um, I mean, we're, E3 will be here before we fucking know it. So it is getting here so quick. We're already halfway through March. Yeah, we're almost at we're almost at one year, Karen. Yeah, I don't know what we're gonna do for that because it'll it'll be around yeah. E3. <laughs> Yeah, we've we've talked about it. we've kicked it. Yeah, well, I mean it's around E3, which is a pain in the ass. But we've kicked around a couple of ideas and stuff we want to do. I can say that it won't be a two and a half hour episode. We could we could potentially pre-record that though, so that's fine. Yeah, and that idea that we were talking about, we could potentially pre-record that. So anyway, we're getting off track. Yeah, uh, it's it that's exciting. We're getting there one step at a time. Exciting, sort of. Maybe please. <laughs> oh boy. All right, what have we got next? Oh, uh, yes. So, uh, it's come out this week. It seems like Naughty Dog are unlikely to do any more Uncharted games after this. Um, after the Lost Legacy uh, standalone DLC experience, whatever you want to call it, um, that they're doing for it, uh, Uncharted. Uh, honestly, I'm not surprised by this. No, me neither. Like, it was pretty clear when, when Neil Druckmann was saying around the time of uh, the last Uncharted game, mm-hmm. but they was like, "Yep, yeah, like we're done." Like after this, yeah. We yeah. at that point we knew there was DLC coming as well, so that obviously doesn't count. But yeah, exactly. The next yes. big Uncharted game, like if it comes out, it won't be by Naughty Dog. No, no, and I honestly hope they don't do that unless Joel, they get someone. Sony is not letting a franchise like this die. <sighs> I, I know, guarantee I know. it. What if they gave it to Gorilla? No, Gorilla's got Horizon now. I know, but like you know, one of their Gorilla B teams could. I don't know. I don't think they have a like Gorilla B team made. Um, I want to say they made. Did they make Killzone Mercenary? Yes, they did. They made Killzone, and then Mercenary. they got shut down. And they made something else as well recently as well that yeah. didn't do as well. So, um, 
Yeah, uh, but basically, so uh, the co-president of Naughty Dog, Evan Wells, it's, uh, recently discussed in a, an interview with Game Informer, uh, quote, I would say that Naughty Dog doing an Uncharted after The Lost Legacy is unlikely. I would never say never, but we've got The Last of Us past two on our, Part 2 on our plates, and there's so much other stuff that we want to explore. It'd be hard. If we magically had the two-team, three-team studio, sure, it'd be great to keep doing it. We really love the franchise, but the studio has limited resources and lots of other ideas. I'd say the likelihood is low, which is, you know, end quote. Basically, what, but it's what we've all sort of really expected. Again, um, this is sort of Naughty Dog style. They typically have a franchise mm. for a generation, and then they move on, which I can yeah. I honestly really respect that in a world where we've got 15 Final Fantasy mainline games and oh God, yeah. five like Metal Gear Solids. It's like, no, you know what? Uncharted 4 hard cut we're done yeah absolutely and the the way that uncharted 4 ends i'm like yes i i mean there are there are elements where you could event you could down the track years from now revisit some characters and maybe continue on um but honestly if they never made another uncharted game again i would be happy yeah absolutely i would be over the moon i'd be like yes that's great but i mean i said that about the last of us and then that Last of Us two Part Two trailer came out, and I was like, "All oh, right, I'm exactly the same." Okay, way. I'm fine. I'm fine. I'll, I'll 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 buy that game. After the Last you of Us, I was like, "No, you know what? I'm good." Yeah, but then I saw that trailer, I was like, oh, "You know what? Fine." I it was they fucking knew how to they mm, like bastards. They knew how to get us in, Kyron. They're very clever. Let's say that. Mm. But I, I think that like seeing the, the level of care they put into games and the. the the you can you can tell when you see like interviews with Neil Druckmann. I watched their PSX panel with uh, Neil Druckmann and someone else. The Last of Us Two one that they did, yeah. The Last of Us Part Two one. I didn't actually catch uh, that. Oh, so. it was with Troy Baker and uh, Ashley Johnson. Oh, well, that would make sense. Well. The stars. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It was a really good panel actually. Um, but Neil Druckmann was saying about like you know we obviously have we felt like when people were saying The Last of Us didn't need a sequel, rah rah rah. He said we we obviously felt that way. We did. But we, like, started kicking around ideas for a story, and apparently, like, Druckmann had given the story to, to Ashley Johnson to read, like, a couple of years ago. And, like, they went out to dinner and stuff, and she read it, and she cried. She was like, this is... I, I'm in. Like, I'm to, I'm totally in. So the fact that these people who, obviously, are, like, are attached to these characters and this story and this world are just as excited to share with us the next step makes me excited. Um and it's good to see that them sort of like putting in that extra for it. So I, d- I definitely agree, but like I said earlier, like this like Uncharted's not going away. No, I know. I know it's not. We'll get like a It'll be interesting to see if Sony will maybe do what Microsoft did. Like mm. they basically had 343 become like after Bungie left. They're like, "Okay, 343, you make Halo games." Yeah, and, but see how that worked out. <laughs> well, that franchise is four and five. And four and five are not great games. And then there was I forget the name of the studio that makes Gears of War. Uh, it, with, it was epic. At yeah, it was first. epic, but it starts with C. It's but, the Coalition. Coalition, yeah, that's right. Yes. So never got the Coalition that makes Gears of War games. Even the Epic's yep. moved on. Like, do you reckon Sony would do that? Maybe make a dedicated I Uncharted wouldn't be studio. Surprised. I wouldn't be surprised. I mean. It's 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 a smart move from a business perspective. It's it's like well yeah, obviously people are gonna buy like suckers like me. Like I'm I 
I say now, I'm like, oh, I'd, I wouldn't buy another Uncharted game yeah, if it wasn't made would. by Naughty Dog. I absolutely fucking would. If they announced that, they're like, Nathan Drake's back and he's on another adventure, I'd be like, oh, it looks so bad. I'm playing Nolan it, North hasn't ruled awful. it out. Like, <laughs> no. Oh, God, no. And I don't blame him. Like, what was it I saw? Uh, Nolan North. Oh, that was it. I didn't put that into the news, but side note about Nolan North. Playing Rocket Raccoon in the Telltale Guardians of the Galaxy game. Fuck yeah. On board I mean, for that. No one North plays a lot of characters. <laughs> um, I yeah, I agree. But he does it well, and I'm okay with it. So um yeah, no, I wouldn't be surprised if Sony did that. It's um I mean I'm trying to think of other studios that Sony have done that with. There hasn't really been any, but I don't know, I just don't see They've been pretty good with their first party studios, so Uncharted I mean, is such a big franchise for them now. It is. It is. It's a, it's, a, it's a temp hole for them. Like, it's Nathan Drake is there. Nathan Drake is you one of argue that, the best characters to come out of video games. Like, Oh, yeah, absolutely. And generation. you would argue that Nathan Drake is, like, PlayStation's, like, poster boy. He's the closest they've got to a mascot. Exactly. Like, you know. No one cares about I, Sackboy. No one cares no, about Sackboy. No. I, I, like, that's, but that's the thing. Like, I, I'd totally be okay with, like, Drake being the, the poster boy because he's so, he's so charismatic. He's charming. He's funny. He is great to watch. Like, he's great to play with. Like, it's it's all, you know, he's a good sort of like, you can only have that kind of experience on the PlayStation. Um, it would make sense for them to have that as, their, as his poster boy. And uh, yeah, I, just, I wouldn't be surprised if they made another game. I just hope it's not for a while. I don't think it will be. No, I don't think it will be either. I, I hope it, that there is a, because I mean, we're not getting Last of Us until like 2019. Last of Us Part Two. Yeah, it sounds about right. Late 2018 at the most. It's my it's my guess. At the earliest, like holiday 2018 at the absolute earliest. Yes, yeah, it'll probably be announced um, for holiday 2018 and then get delayed and get delayed till March. March, yeah. Um, yeah, but uh, so I hope it's not for like another year or two after that. I hope like the E3 like E3 2020 is when they announce it. It'll, That's what it'll I It'll probably be like a, the next Uncharted will probably be a late life PS4 game. Yeah, or or a PS5 launch title. Well, man, you're too far in the future for me now. Oh, well, you know, let's see if my predictions like when we come back in like six years' time, <laughs> and I'm like, I was right. Um, yeah, and, I'll be, but, and I'll, I mean, be, I'll be like, yeah, you were right. As I'm playing an amazing new Uncharted game on a PS5. Yeah, <laughs> yeah it's true. Yeah, and I'm like, oh, you man. sure showed me. Oh man, Blagogwadorp. Studios did such a good, good job with the, with the Uncharted franchise. No man, they're, they're going to name it after some sort of like ancient civilization or some something like oh, archaeological. I don't know. I don't know what they're going to do. Like Sir Francis Studios. There we go. Sir Francis Studios. Yeah. Oh. Um. But I keep forgetting that Lost Legacy is coming out. Like yeah, me soon. too. Honestly, like and it's. And I was I was like, oh, that's right. I'm really excited. Play. Really yeah. excited. Going to play as fucking Chloe. I've never been like. I didn't think I'd be so happy to see Chloe back. Honestly, yeah, Chloe and Nadine. I'm like, it's fuck amazing. yeah, I'm like, on board. Nadine was such an interesting thing about four, and I feel like she was a lot of people underused. Yeah. She, a lot of people loved her, and a lot of people hated her. Like there was, it was very divisive with her. Um, I mean, there was some interesting. There was some. There were some comments about Nadine. Uh, yeah, well, well, let's not touch on that because I don't want to get mad. But you know what? I love Laura awesome Bailey, so. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So I, I'm, I'm excited to, to jump in back with those characters. It'll be fun. It'll be good. Fun, fun, fun. So when do you think, um, when do you think that's coming out? 
Mm. Reckon, do you reckon this year? Uh, I think they'll say at E3, this is my prediction, they'll say at E3, they'll say coming holiday 20, uh, 2017, um, and then they'll stealth drop it at PSX. That's, that's bold. Because that's going to... Could if, you imagine, though, if, they, that, if that was the case? If they stealth drop that at PSX, PSN's going down. Oh, fucking It's going oh, down, like, and knowing Sony, it won't be up for a week. But, but like, imagine, like, the press for that. It's like, new Uncharted game breaks the internet. But that, that'd be awesome. Like, I, I, honestly, I think it'll be holiday 2017. I think they'll, they'll... And if not, it'll be March next year, and they'll announce it at PSX. They're yeah. my two predictions. I think it'll, it'll sort of fall around wherever God of War ends up coming out. Oh, yeah. Fuck. We, look... We don't know much about God of War. Like, I'm not convinced it's making this year. So we'll no, see. I don't think it is. I think I think that'll be their Uncharted Four for next year. That'll be their March game. Since March or is like now like a Mar- big month. March, June, yeah, it'll be their Horizon for next year. That'll be what it'll be. Um, yeah, cool. Uh, I I I was reading on NeoGaf today. This is. I know I was having a look around. There was a, an article. Uh, an article. There was a, a thread about um, sort of pre-release exposure to like media for games. Uh, mo- most commonly referred to as media blackout. Really, that's what we refer to it as. Um, if you hear the word saying, like, if you hear us saying we're going media blackout on something, it means we're either a probably not going to talk about it on the podcast very much, or b we're um. Actually, that's not true because it hasn't stopped us talking about Persona Five. Um, and I mean, the... we're talking about it, but we haven't watched trailers. Exactly. Granted, so I, I, I played the first hour, so but well, yeah, after no. <laughs> that, after that, it's a hard cut media blackout for me. And it was a different, yeah. Like I, haven't, I literally haven't watched anything else. Like I've, I've watched. I think the last new thing that I watched was the um, the opening cinematic, and I've watched that so many times. But I can't even remember how many times I've oh, watched that. Less than a month to go. Oh my god, God! It's like... Um, we we don't deserve a Zelda Persona one two hit. We just don't. Oh yeah, and with Mass Effect plopped in the middle as well. It's just like there, guys. This Mass Effect Andromeda. Also bad for Mass Effect. So I'm excited for it, but mm. I'm also keen to just get through that game, get past it because I want Persona. Oh yeah, Mass absolutely. Effect is like, hey, I'm a I'm a stopgap. Yeah, I'm just gonna fill a in some great stopgap. Like that, that's the thing. Hopefully, like, you know, hopefully it's a great stopgap. This is stop the type gap. of year where this is the type of year we're having. Was uh, uh, yeah, I suppose that's true. But this is the type of year we're having where Mass Effect Andromeda is a stopgap filler for our next game. Like it's yeah. But I thought it'd be interesting to have a talk about the the idea of going media blackout because lots of people are doing it now. Um, you know, especially if it's a game franchise that you're really excited for, like Persona Five, or or we've done it for Zelda as well. Here's the thing, I mm. it's something especially it, it reaches in beyond games. Like I know people who are going media blackout for movies, absolutely because more so than ever, like all these new trailers are packed with spoilers. That is very true, and and it's easier to spoil a movie. Granted, like sometimes if you show one scene, you're like, well, like that you didn't need to show me that. Why'd you show me that? It's even worse too, though, because a movie is like a two two and a half hour yeah. experience, and if you get that the main plot point of the movie the main twist or whatever of that movie it's like well i don't need to watch that movie now um it's not so bad with games there's like because some games can have multiple things but i mean like zelda like okay that, let's that let's, yeah. let's talk about the big one then if we're talking about reasons to go media blackout okay 
Uh, flashback to, jeez, when Metal Gear Solid Five came out. Yeah. And that very last trailer that came out before that game was released, which yes. was just essentially like a two-minute video of the of the big mech whose name I forget. Solanthropus. Solanthropus. Uh, yeah, Solanthropus. Yeah, like walking around and me just being like, "What? What is this?" Why is this mm-hmm. a trailer that exists? Like, cause that that was I watched that trailer and was like, you know what? I'm gonna have to start doing media blackouts because clearly publishers don't care, which is fine. I get it. They're there to make money to make sales, and I bet that got people excited. Absolutely, yeah, but, it did for people who probably aren't fans of the Metal Gear franchise, which no, that game was that, aggressively targeted at. That's what Five was going for. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, you know. But which, that was uh, that scene. It was in that trailer. Was one of the coolest parts of the game, and it's absolutely. such a in fact, like if you go back through all of the trailers, like a lot of the stuff that they show is really late in the game. Yeah, absolutely, because that's when the fucking story happens. Anyway, um, <laughs> but my point is, like that's like that was one of the games that made me go. Like I've got to, if I'm really excited for a game, if I'm not, I'm going to get it. I've got to just, it's got to cut. It's yeah, cut well, any tires Ducks, I've got. Dark Souls Three, that release oh, trailer for it. God, so many. The spoilers. release trailer for Dark Souls Three. The way that had like. The way they're promoting the new DLC that comes out in, like, two weeks. Spoilers everywhere. Like, every yeah. post they're putting up, they've had to say, spoiler warning. I'm like, well, don't. Well, why put it up? Especially for Dark Souls. Like, it's... That's a, that's a, that is a franchise that thrives on the community solving things together. Like, that that is the, the main... That is Dark Souls' jam. That is From Software's jam. Yeah. Like, why the fuck are you marketing it and like that? Like, let's, let's promote it by telling them all the secrets. Yeah. Fuck it. Yeah, but that's the thing. Like, it's, with, it's the way that the original Dark Souls was right now, and you can play up to. I, I don't know how far you can play, but I assume to like the first boss. The DLC oh. is not going to be that big, so if you play up no. to that first boss, like you've done probably a third of that content, and that Fuck. sucks. That sucks. That's so bad. Like, I, I get it. Like, you know, people are, you know, picky with games, especially with games. I mean, just look at these last few weeks. Like, it's been fucking jam-packed of stuff that... I'm dodging, not... like, near Automata spoils like nothing else. Yeah, exactly. And, and like, Horizon, because you know, I don't know when I'm going to get to Horizon as well. Fuck. It's like, yeah. I, so, I think years ago, like, four or five years ago, like, when I started watching E3 pretty much for the first time, like, aggressively watching E3 at stupid hours, at stupid o'clock in the morning... Um, like, that was, like, I was, like, I'd find out about a new game, and you'd, you'd want to watch it. Oh, there's a new trailer for such and such as that. I'm going to watch it. Oh, a new trailer for such and such as that. I'm going to watch it. But now, I would much prefer going into a game, like, Zelda, again, to bring it back to it. But, like, going into Legend of Zelda, knowing as little as possible about that is the best fucking way to play that game. So here's the thing about Zelda as well. I think Nintendo did a good job of how they handled Absolutely. that. And I, it was... It was really confusing at first because when they were first showing off that game, it was basically like, hey, we're only going to focus on the Great Plateau, which if, mm-hmm. you've, if you played Zelda, is a pretty small area, but for the demos, it was big enough to give you an idea. Exactly. But it also looked pretty barren and people were like, yeah, oh, it's kind of empty, isn't it? And Nintendo was sort of just like, look, we've taken some stuff out to not spoil the experience going forward. Mm-hmm. And I hey, have it's a good idea, but I can also understand if it puts some players off because, again, not everyone cares as much as we do yeah but like i think it shows nintendo's faith in in that franchise so they, they, just go, re- they respect that people want to be surprised yeah and they know that people are going to buy it anyway like people will say skyward sword sucked it's still sold a lot of copies 
and some people like it. it some people like it's not the greatest game. I enjoyed oh, heck it. No, it's not the greatest game. Um, no, God, I, no. I, I, it's, like, it's not even in my top five Zelda's. <laughs> no, absolutely not. Me neither. But um, like I enjoyed it. It's still a fun game. Um, and like I knew that going into that, I think like going into to, to Breath of the Wild, going expe- like having that expectation. Like I love Zelda. I want to. I, I can't wait to get the hook shot in the first dungeon. Like it's, and then getting in there, waking up in that shrine and going, there you go. Like what? No, go, go run, find, do stuff. Like, what do I do? You'll figure it out. We'll give you a nudge in the right direction if you get lost, but here we go. It's like, what the fuck is this game? Yeah. Um, As games get more story centric, it becomes more important to just mm -hmm. dodge those Especially the closer they get to launch, just avoid those trailers. Yeah, like I haven't watched any of the Persona Five trailers that have come out recently, but they've been Ooh. diving into some of the mechanics. Uh, I just I don't want to know. I'm not, I'm not, I don't want to know. I'm not telling you what they are because mm. I haven't watched them. All I'll tell you is like I didn't watch it, but it was a trailer about how you operate in the new Velvet Room. I'm like, no, I, I, I want to experience I, the Velvet Room myself. Go away. I saw that pop up Go as well. Away. I'm like, I don't want to see it. I don't want to see it. Like why? Why is this a thing? I I kind of I don't know. I get for, for for something like Persona, which does have like a big following in the West now, but it's like it's not like Zelda levels it, of following. When it comes down to it, it is marketing. Yeah, it is, and you 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 want to sell multiple copies of that game, and I'm excited for people to look at those trailers for Persona Five and go, oh, that's something I'd like to play. So like, you know, whatever the next Persona game is that we get, we'll get a wide release at like you know, worldwide release together because there's already a <laughs> install base. Okay, it. sure. You know, like <laughs> this is all on paper. Like it's a good idea. Like I see what, that's what they're trying to get at. Like that's what, um, who are publishing in Australia? Like deep silver, deep silver. Yeah. So like, that's what I, I guess those guys are going for. Like they, they were throwing money out cause they're like, look at this game. It looks really cool. You should play it if you're interested in this kind of thing. Um, but for the people like us that are like, we, we kind of know what we're getting into. We know what it's going to be like. Uh, we're already buying the game day one, and we're going to love it. But I guess that's the other thing as well. Like Now more so than ever, it feels like marketing. It's just like, look, you're going to buy the game, so it doesn't matter. Like We don't have to worry about you. We're trying to get in new people. Yeah. But again, that's just why it doesn't, help. it doesn't hurt to go on media blackout sometimes. No, absolutely. And I think it's a really good thing. Like I, I It's exciting to go in blind to something that you have like, you like... I know nothing about this game. I'm going to sit down and play it, um, or I know the very I know the base level storyline of this game, and then that's all. Yeah, I, I never um, I never premise. <laughs> yeah, I did that. I did that. It's not a game, but I did that with with uh, an anime I watched recently with your name. I like, and again, that there's a great representation. It's like if you watch the trailer of your name, you go, ah, oh, cool. It's like it's like uh, they switch bodies. All right, cool. That I I know what I'm going to get into when I watch that movie. It's not like it's it's not that is yeah. that is that is very that is very skin deep like it's I'm com- nothing. I'm completely okay with trailers that do that sort of stuff that like tease this one thing and you kind of like oh okay yeah and then if you play the game where you watch the movie and you're like oh well and then you come out <laughs> and and you've been crying for forty minutes sitting next to your wife who's been uh, doing the same thing. Joel, welcome to anime. Oh boy, fucking have you watched the Air No, I haven't. Oh boy, it's so good. It is not so legally good. available where I am. It is really not legally available, and it doesn't seem like it's going to be legally available until about October this year, which is a shame. Um, it's, it's a ways off. That's a long ways off, and I really want to watch that movie again. Um, 
but yeah, I did the same thing, and we went into that, and like Ash knew less. I I basically told her I was like, all right, guy, uh, boy in Tokyo, girl in like country Japan. When they go to sleep, they dream and they swap bodies. And she's like, all right, cool, let's go see it because it's anime. She was like, I'm in. Because like, I'm totally anime down. is it's life, it's real. Exactly. Anime and is it was real. like it was like it's playing at the cinemas. I'd heard really good things about it, and that's all I'd heard about the base of it. And people were like, just watch it. And I was like, all right, cool. So I watched it. I did that. And I'm like, I'm so glad I did because that movie is so good. Um, I will see it. Mm. But if we're talking anime, I can't stop thinking about how close we are. Not not only to Persona 5, which is like anime game of the year. And, <laughs> yeah. po- and probably game of the year as well. I don't know. Zelda, Persona. Oh, oh, oh. Oh, I don't even want to think about that yet, Karen. Oh, I don't want to think about that. Like, don't want to think about that. It's It's weird being in a position with... Attack on Titan Season 2, which is coming out in a couple of weeks. I mean, I'm up to there on the manga, so that's fine. I, yep. I, they put out that first trailer, basically, which which was like, hey, Attack on Titan Season 2, <laughs> and I was just watching it going kind of like, mm, I mean, this strictly isn't a spoiler, I guess, but like, it would be cooler if it had been a surprise sort of stuff. Okay, like, yeah. The way they full-on just go, oh, hey, <laughs> here's the Beast Titan. I'm like, ah. Oh, Okay, like he's he's when you first encounter him in the manga, you're like, what the, f- what is that? What right, is, what is yeah. that hairy thing? And then this trailer's just like, sup? I'm, it, I'm, here it is. I'm the beast time. I guess that it's like, yeah, look, we know you've all read the manga, so hey, well that's true. Get excited, but it still feels weird because I know I know a lot of people who haven't read the manga and are literally just waiting for season two. That's true. Yeah, and I can't but imagine again, how they felt when they saw that and were like, what is that thing? But then that's the thing. I guess from their perspective, they don't know. They don't know what it is. So like, yeah, I'm excited true. to find out what that is. So I don't know. It can work. It can work in its favor. But I mean, if it's something you're really excited for, like probably I, my opinion is like less is best. Like go into it blind. If it's something you're excited for, especially if you know it's going to be something that's going to be narrative driven, um, go into it blind. Hundred percent. Then what happens if you come out disappointed though? Well, but then that that's 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 the game standing on its or the the piece of media standing on its own two legs, True. and if it can't hold up to your expectations of what you're excited for or anything like that, then obviously it's like all right, cool. Well, keep keep your expectations in check as well. I guess is probably a good thing to say. But um, it's been a yeah, just for media blackouts. But it's been such a rough start to the year. Holy crap! Oh yeah, but like I hey, mean, here's a new Zelda trailer. I'm like, oh, no. Here's a new Persona trailer. Please stop and I think that's what's it's, it's good to relate it back to like um these short release cycles that we're in now that seem to be happening quite a lot from like announcement to release um to, to be fair that is also just a, <laughs> the internet forgets very quickly that's true yeah like I I have no doubt that uh that Sony were like yeah we've got to get Horizon out the door like yeah they did like uh, no one knew exactly when the Switch was coming out, but they knew there was like that March window. And I am not saying Zelda's a better game. I'm just saying that like Horizon comes out, everyone's really excited about Horizon. Zelda comes out, everyone's like, oh my god, it's Zelda. Then probably Mass Effect will be next, and people won't really talk about Zelda again, and it'll just keep going forward. Yeah, exactly. So I mean, yeah, it's rough. Like it's a really tricky spot. Like I get why they do trailers the way they do, but I just. I want to I want to watch and enjoy trailers, but not be spoiled because I'm it's, yeah. selfish like that. Y- you yeah, you, I think people who cut trailers need to sort of 
have a look at the way they cut trailers. I think the way that trailers are being cut at the moment are a little little too spo- on the spoiler heavy heavy side of things. As, again, especially the closer the launch you get. Oh yeah, yeah. Those launch trailers never watch. Yeah, those. never watch launch trailers. <laughs> never watch a launch trailer. Um, cool. I just thought that'd be an interesting little topic we could talk about this week, considering it was a bit of a quiet news week story wise. Since we both didn't pick up Near Automata because we were stupid. I really want to play that game. Yeah, me too. Me too. Uh, it's going to be later on in the year for me. Um, Platinum yeah. Games. I know it it's sounds. Games, it sounds Ryan. like they've done it again. I know. I know. I know. <laughs> I know. Um, side note, though, did you see that they, there is DLC that you can buy or you can download, which is uh, an actual Valve, um, like accessory to screw into the back of, uh, is it B two? Oh, I don't know. But the, well, the main character's uh, head, and it's like the Valve. Logo that's, one. That's pretty amazing. It's for PC. Yeah. I, li- I like that, and I also love that once you play, like once you go- get to like new game, whatever, whatever, whatever. Like by finishing it at a certain point, yep. you can just use in-game currency to buy trophies. Oh, it's such a because it's such a not? great like, statement. It's just like, yeah, fuck trophies. Like you, they're there if you, you want them. Then fuck them. You play this game three times. Ugh, buy my trophies. I don't care. You're clearly dedicated. Yeah, yeah you, you've in- have you played our game for this many hours? Yeah, fuck you. We love you. The, have have them. the trophy. Jeez. Um, all right. Shall we move into some questions, Karen? We shall. Awesome. We got a couple of questions this week. Our first one is from Lauren from OK Games. Uh, OK Games, are very good friends of uh, the podcast here at, at Dialogue Options. They have their own podcast. They have their own YouTube channel. Go and subscribe to both of those things because uh, they're doing some really cool stuff. Uh, they have their OK Games podcast, which is just them talking about things, very much like what we talk about things. Um, but they talk about a whole bunch of different stuff as well, because um, they play different stuff to us. Um, and also they have another series called Replay uh, at the moment, where they're, each week they're, they're picking like one game and having like an hour-long conversation about that game, like full spoilers. Uh, it's almost like, a, like, a, like a, a game club. You can like play that game in that week leading up to it, and then join in the conversation with them and listen to he- hear what they say about it. Which this week's one is Undertale, Karen. Oh, but it, I'm, that's why I'm glad I said anime is real earlier, Ben. Yeah. Anime yeah. is real. <laughs> anime is real. Uh, it's okay to like anime as well. It is okay to um, like anime, but it's most importantly, it is real. And if you play um, Undertale, you'll get that. Oh, but like, you know, it's short for stay. Um, <laughs> anyway, Undertale. Lauren from OK Games. She asks us, are there any games or themes in games that have influenced part of your life, uh, part of you, IRL? Uh, I think on the on the inverse, part of my real life has influenced me playing certain games. Like, my, my you know, growing up, I was, my family were very much into cars and things like that, which is why I play a lot of racing games now, because I really like playing racing games when I was younger. Um, so I think that kind of influenced that. Uh, but on the inverse, I think like saying certain things, like quotes and things like that, I guess like make their way. I mean, how many times do we quote like "What is a man? A miserable pile of secrets." Like, Almost like, once a week. Uh, yeah, like all that kind of stuff. If like, that line isn't in the Castlevania Netflix series, I will take my oh, it has my to glass be. of wine and I'll throw it in the fire. <laughs> um. So yeah, I think that's probably the best that like that I can think of the top of my head. The best example of like, oh, I'm sure 
I'm sure if you like broke down my personality, like there'd be a lot there. But the two big ones I think of, and uh, I get to talk about Dark Souls again. Hey, here we go. Dark Souls has made me a a lot more patient in general. Just that's true. Like, yeah, I I do not like specifically in games, I guess. But even in real life, like I won't get as frustrated as quickly as I may have once gotten. Yeah. Uh, and Journey, that little that game company gem. Oh yes. It it sort of made me more tolerant of strangers, I guess. Like I'm more more willing to accept them. Yeah, that, that like people that I don't know. I'm kind of just like, oh, no, I'll, like you're all right. Like, not saying that I would normally just be like, no, fuck, new person, get out of here. But no, but like obviously, if you like, you're in a like a social situation where you're like, mm, I I don't have a need to talk to you, so why should I? talk Yeah, to you? exactly. But, I'm yeah. much more willing to approach people. That's that's really good. That's a really great answer. Everyone go and play Journey. It's so fucking it's good. So, it's, good. <laughs> it's very good. Like the way um, you just like connect with people you have you don't know just by yeah. chirping at them. Just like the lowest form of like any sort of interaction. And you're not getting frustrated at them like you are when you're trying to solo queue in Overwatch. Like it's <laughs> <laughs> you know it's not that kind of situation. Overwatch has yeah. made me less patient. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's true. Oh, well, no, I mean, it's fine. Pick Hanzo. It's all good. We need a Hanzo on attack. Good work. Yeah, okay. Well done. Well, I, you're going Widowmaker as well? You're two snipers. Fucking. Yeah, we're on attack, guys. Attack. Well done. <laughs> well fucking done. Anyway. Um, yeah, no, that's a really good answer, Kyron. Um, I'm, I'm trying to rack my brain. trying to think of one that I've got for... And I guess you could say, in, in general, video games have influenced me because I listen to video game music now as much as I do, like, regular music. Yeah, that's, that's a good one, too. Um... I suppose, like, you know, we wouldn't have gone to something like PAX had it not been for video games. And some of those, some of the experiences that I've had at PAX have been some of the best experiences I've ever had. Um, especially when, like, when I was living in Bendigo as well, like, that, that weekend was when we got to catch up with all our friends from Melbourne. Like, we got to come down and spend, like, four days hanging out with them playing video games, playing board games, talking about those things and going to panels and all that sort of stuff. Like, I, I wouldn't have had that, I guess. And you know what? I've got the perfect example of this. I don't think we would have become friends had it not been for video games, really. Like, yeah. that, that was probably the common ground that we became friends about. I know... Most of our, our group. <laughs> exactly. I know our friend Ben, I became friends with him because he was like, uh, we were in English together. And he was telling me about the stories that he wrote that were based around, like, that were basically Resident Evil fan fiction. Like, he wrote stories, of, like, based that were very, like, Resident Evil and Silent Hill-esque. And he's like, do you want to read some? I'm like, yeah, great. I've never played those games, but I've heard all about them. And then, yeah, we became friends from that. Um, so, yeah, I have, like, you know, all most of my friends I have um, because of video games, really. Like, they're how I met people. That's how I spoke to people or like you know, I, what I have something to talk to people about I guess it's kind of similar to yours I do I just, patient it, with people it's a lot harder to talk to people like without my little my little paragon renegade options though that's tricky yeah I don't yep, know what, I don't yep. know exactly when I'm being a dickhead so that's rough luckily I don't get interviewed by too many reporters so I don't go around <laughs> punching people in the face which is good um plus sides so, you know swings around about pros and cons pros and cons <laughs> um, uh well thank you Lauren for your question that's a really good one I, I was like I, I'm glad I had that little realization at the end there. I was like, "Yeah, the little light bulb going on." The ding. Yeah, that was. Yeah, I have my friends to thank for video games. 
DMs like my friends. Everyone's um, happy. Everyone's friends. And 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 just to add on top of that though, and my wife as well, because that was one of the things that she said to me that she was a big fan of Legend of Zelda and Kingdom Hearts, and I was like, whoa, she knows her shit. Um, so yeah, that was kind of cool. Video games uh, are magic. They are. Everyone play them, and don't be assholes when you play them. <laughs> don't pick uh, Hanzo. Just don't do it. Don't, 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 <laughs> just don't. Just stop it. Um, Bad. Stop. Just stop it. Unless you're that Widowmaker that we fought that oh, one God. time. That, that sold our like, entire team and just yeah, us? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Geez. That carried her entire team. It was like, you see her kill Cam and she's like doing like flips in the air while she's shoot like one shot headshotting everyone. She was too good. Anyway. Too good. We digress. Uh, awesome. Thank you, Lauren, for your question. So go and listen to OK Games. They're awesome stuff. Tell them that we sent you because persona 5 will be here soon yay yay josh i'm i'm i swear we're gonna have a we're gonna have a podcast persona 5 podcast it's gonna happen uh when that game comes out all right uh our last question today surprise surprise is from the one the only sean and sean who just who designed all our artwork and logos and stuff for our for our various social medias and, and things. He's been drawing um, some lovely little art of his own as well. He has. He's been doing it's just like a, a, a piece of art a day for an entire year he's doing um, on his Facebook page and Instagram, I think, as well. He put some up there as well. Yes, my phone um, just died. Otherwise, I'd get his Instagram tag. <laughs> let me have a look. I'll find it now. I think it's like Shawnee read... Boy Draws or something. Let's have a look. Do you, do you want to read this, his question out for sure, us while I find that? Sure thing. So, Lovely. Sean asks us, what does a game need to contain in order to hold your attention and see it through to completion? Yes. Okay. I Just for the record, you are correct. It was Shawnee Boy Draws. draws. That's S-E-A-N. A-N. Not S-H-A-N-E-N-E-N-E-N-E-N-E-N-E-N-E-N-E-N-E-N-E-N-E-N-E-N-E-N-E-N-E-N-E-N-E-N-E-N-E-N-E-N-E-N-E-N-E-N-
I mean, you are playing a video game. If the video, if the game element of the game is not fun, then you're probably having a bad time. Exactly. You're not gonna you you're not more you're not gonna be as inclined to finish it. And that's that that's a taste thing as well. Like you know, games that we find fun, other people might not find fun. Yeah, so, which is completely fair. That's people are different, and that's what's wonderful. Absolutely. No, that's a, that's a really good point. Like I think, yeah, if. But I'm always, have, I'm always of the yeah. opinion that like gameplay is important. You've got to get gameplay right. If you don't get that right, even if your story is really good, I can just watch those cutscenes on YouTube or something. Yep, yep. And that's the thing. Like you know, I didn't finish The Last of Us because I didn't enjoy the gameplay. I mean, not The Last of Us, The Last Guardian. Sorry. Whoa, whoa! I was about to say, Joel. Uh, Joel, no, what last, are you confessing? Last of Us. Last of Us, fucking love that game. Don't I don't know, don't, like not based on what you originally said. I, the, I, Karen, how many times have I talked about how much I love the Last of Us? Uh, zero times. <laughs> Stop it. Stop <laughs> it now. Um, no, Last Guardian. I didn't finish that because I didn't enjoy the gameplay, and like I'm sad that I didn't like stick it out because I wanted okay. to see what happened. But I'm glad you brought up Last Guardian as well because that's the perfect example for me, at least, of just getting other stuff right, like. I didn't have as much issue with the gameplay as some people did. Like, mm-hmm. Trico never really got stuck too long for me or anything too yeah. bad. I would. It's it's clunky in a way. It's very PS2 era. But yeah, like that world and like just the breadcrumb trail of the story and the music and Trico, they all got me there in the end. Even if I would look back on the gameplay and go, "Yeah, that wasn't great," but all this other stuff that it did just yeah. hooked me, and I was just like, "Cool, let's go for a ride." Let's go, Ueda. Take me there. Like, yeah, and I, I wanted to. I, I really, I really wanted to get into it, but I, I found I had no drive to go back to that. I stopped playing it for a couple of days, and then that was it. I never went back to it. And I'm now it's I'm back sad in my hands. That I didn't, it is. I've given it back to you now. It's I, I just don't. I didn't see any. I didn't feel any drive to go back to it, and I wanted to. I really did, but I mean, you can't force that. I mean. I mean, you could force yourself through it, but I mean, that's going to be a, a less enjoyable experience if you're not enjoying it already, really. That's fair. I mean, it's, it's the same. It is the same sort of argument that people level against the Uncharted games, for example. Absolutely, yeah. Like, they're, I would say they got it right in Uncharted 4, but their cover shooting wasn't great in the early days. Oh, they kind no. of got better the later into the series you got. Absolutely, yeah. No, it's it's yeah. It was one of the weaker parts of the game, and but again, it's... that had story and other stuff going for it and character. But you're like, yep, no, I'm, exactly. I'm in this game. I'm not and... crazy about this little shooting section, but there's going to be a funny cutscene after this, or a, exactly. a really cool cutscene. I'm going to be, I'm in it for that. Or or some great music. Yeah, I mean, oh, who that, do... that theme. If you yeah, if you if you have ever played Uncharted and you hear that theme and you don't get chills up your spine, I'm just thinking about it and it's giving me goosebumps. Like I fucking love that. Oh, love it. Anyway, um, so yeah, I think that's that's probably the the thing that hooks me in is is if you give me that sort of like that carrot on a stick dangling in front of me. If you pace that right, that'll 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 like get me through to the end. Most times, um, <laughs> at least in that at least in that first hour, like you know, to try and sort of ease you into it, and then I'm like, ah, oh, I'm comfortable with the game now. I know what I'm doing. But I mean, then there's a game like Breath of the Wild where I'm st- I'm like, oh, cool, I'm comfortable with the game. Wait, what's that over there? And then there's a completely new thing that I'm going to go do. It's 
Breath of the Wild is the game it keeps on giving, and the game yeah. that I'll be when I when the next open world game comes out, I'll just be like, hey, can I climb that? Do Do you think this is going to be this is going to impact on us when we play Horizon? I don't know. I can't say that without having played Horizon. Cause, That's true. I mean, I've heard so many good things about it, but I was never really going into Horizon going, all right, let's play PlayStation Zelda, which I don't know That's if true. it is that. It's a shame because I think, like, the, the the fact that it's they've released so close together, I think a lot of people... And it's like, hey, look, it's the Aloy has a bow and arrow, and, and she so rides, does Link. she can ride on horses and stuff. And, and she's riding on horses, and you're going around. It's a giant open world, and you can do that in Breath of the Wild. I think people are, like, just, like, clutching at straws trying to grab those, like, you know, comparisons just so they can cause some sort of, like, online shitstorm, which is better, Sony or Nintendo, when really, like, I mean... Everyone's a winner. Exactly. And Sony and Microsoft were both like, hey, Nintendo, good job on the Switch, guys. Well done. I hear Zelda's really good. You're doing a great job, guys. It's, um... I love it when people do that. Like, there's also, I think, CD Projekt Red and, um... Guerrilla Games had a bit of a back and forth a couple of weeks ago when Horizon launched. I think uh, CD Projekt Red were like, uh, really great job on Horizon, and they, I think somehow they like they started sending back back and forth like like artist drawn pictures of each other or like, each other's characters hanging out. It was like there was like a picture I think that Guerrilla sent to CD Projekt Red of like Aloy and um and Geralt hanging out and like having a laugh, and I'm like, oh, that's nice. That's really good. I love it when everyone's getting along. Yeah, I it is it is good to see that happening. Yeah. Um cool. Alrighty. Shall we wrap this one up, Kyron? Yeah, for sure. Like we'll stick a fork in it. Stick in don't say that. <laughs> is it done? We're not we're not um, we're not cooking and eating this podcast. It is no, it, is, it is not digestible. Not for what, what once you send me your your audio file, what I do with it is my is my will. Oh, Karen, I'm getting tired. That's, I'm getting <laughs> silly now. I'm surprised it hasn't happened earlier, but it's starting to get to the silly point. All um, right, let's wrap it up then. Let's do it. Thanks for listening, guys. Thanks for for sitting through this. We're back at a re- more regular sized episode. Oh, it feels nice. It feels nice to not have things die on us mid-recording that's always well, a relief yeah <laughs> don't even talk to me about that <laughs> oh boy we're not losing half an episode this time yay uh, if you want to get in touch with us you can find us on Facebook by liking the page Dialogue Options you can follow us on Twitter at Dialogue Options or you can even send us an email dialogueoptions at gmail.com if you want to maybe recommend us a game ask us a question tell Joel that he's a really cool dude. I don't know. Yeah, do you, it. you might want to say that. I, I'm not trying to tell you to do it. Who doesn't? <laughs> but uh, if you want to follow myself on Twitter individually, you can find me at X, where I'm mostly just tweeting Zelda pictures and crying about not having English persona yet because it leaked, Joel. It leaked. Oh, God. People, no. I saw a picture of someone la, with, la, the, la, 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 with the, the Take Your Heart edition on NeoGAF, and I was just like, no, please. Mother- we're so Fuck close. It. We're so close. Don't do this. Uh, anyway, mm. and if you want to follow Joel on Twitter, he is... You can find me at JoelyMac, um, where I'll be tweeting... I think the last thing I tweeted was about 
the trailer for Edgar Wright's new movie, Baby Driver, which went online today, and it looks fucking awesome. I can't so, believe you didn't tell me earlier that John I Hamm was in knew. that. I didn't know. I thought you knew. I said, no, you see, Karen, going back to our earlier conversations, I wanted it to be a surprise for you. Well, I'm surprised, and I'm in. Exactly. I, there you go. John Hamm is a, is a brilliant person. And he looks so much like John Wick in that trailer, and I'm like, yes, please. And do you, know, do you know who I like more than Keanu Reeves? It's John Hamm. Yeah, yeah, of course. Um, but yeah, if you yeah, Baby Driver's Edgar Wright of like Hot, uh, Hot Father Shaun of the Dead, Scott Pilgrim vs. the World, Fame. Uh, if you liked any of those things, or Spaced, even his early TV show. Good show. Go watch the trailer. For, go watch it. He's a good show. They played go Resident Evil Two in Spaced. They did. They did. <laughs> And that scene was like the like the genesis of Shaun of the Dead. Anyway, uh, go and watch the Baby Driver trailer because it looks fucking great. I'm, um, I'm, I'm excited, so excited for it after for watching it. that. Mm, I'm so excited for it. Anyway, that's what I'm doing. Yeah, cool. So yeah, uh, until next week, we'll let our wonderful theme song strike witches get bitches. Yes. Yeah. By, <laughs> by Azure Flux, take us out. And uh, yeah, we'll, we'll catch you guys next week. Yeah. Bye-bye. <laughs>